Welcome to the Valkyrie Garage podcast, where we celebrate female strength. Oh, life is so strange. One minute you are going to the gym to overcome the urge to smoke a cigarette. And the next thing you know, you're in a yurt in sub 40 degrees Celsius temps uh, wrestling. Or you are uh, in Kurdistan with a falcon on your shoulder. Just like hitting a goat, a dead goat tenderizing it for stew. No, that doesn't happen to you? Okay. Well, it happened to Lindsay Hall. It's happening in real time to Lindsay Hall. She is amazing. Uh, Lindsay just won the Iron Gauntlet 5 uh, Strongman Strongwoman competition this June 1st, 2019 in Sacramento at Untamed Strength. Uh, she won California's Strongest Woman in April. She uh, podiumed in a women's powerlifting comp like a month before that. In the last year, she's been all over the world competing in strong women and moss wrestling, and she is a phenomenon. Uh, one of my favorite things about Lindsay is actually the video that was just posted of the tiebreaker event at this Untamed Strength Iron Gauntlet competition. Um, in it, she and the other competitor, who is phenomenal, are pulling back and forth on a chain, and um, Lindsay just lets out this roar that absolutely will electrify you and make every hair on your body stand on end. Um, I'm just in total awe of this woman. Love her and give her a listen. So welcome to the Valkyrie Garage, Lindsay Hall. Hi. Hi. So... (laughs) Thank you so much for coming and being our guest. I'm totally inspired by you, and I've been really excited to have this conversation. So let's just start with, uh, who, like, what's your name? How'd you get into this? And then I want to know, what is Moss Wrestling, for someone who's never heard that term before? <laughs> well, my name is Lindsay Hall, and um, let's see. How did I get into this? Well, uh, I started... Um, training strength sports and Olympic weightlifting and then uh, moved into strongman and uh, one of the um, uh, legends in strongman, Ode Haugen, who uh, he also advocates for a sport called Moss Wrestling, which it's an ancient sport um, from Russia and maybe have roots in the Vikings. So it's been around for hundreds of years. Um, and, uh, moss means stick in Yakus and Yakus is in Siberia. It's a really remote part of Russia where the temperatures are, um, you know, negative 40 year round, basically. Um, so it's cold all the time there. Um, and so you don't see a lot of outside sports. So (laughs) (laughs) obviously and so they've used moss wrestling really as a way to kind of prove their strength to their tribes and and so it's a um so that's where it comes from and uh so it's really tug of war with the stick it's a seated tug of war with the stick um is the best description i can think of and so you got into the sport and then how did you get from like first time playing with Moss wrestling to um, eventually going to Yakuts. So um, let's see, I started training with Chip and we uh, attended some of the competitions. There's, it's still really um, a new sport in the United States. 
it's really only been around, I think, I mean, since around 2015. So it's, it's a, it's a new sport. Uh, it is gaining a lot of grounds in a lot of countries. Um, and there have a lot of hopes that it may at some point be an Olympic sport. Um, but uh, right now in the United States, there's not a ton of participation. So that really helps, um, <laughs> you know, my chances of being able to compete at the world level um, for, as, as, as someone from the United States. But I went to the, the national qualifiers here uh, in the United States and won those and uh, was selected to, to uh, represent um, Team USA in the world championship um, last November. That is so cool. I saw pictures of that and it looked phenomenal. So where, where was it? And like, what were the other competitors like? And what was the entire event all about? Um, so this was the world championship Moss Wrestling. So this is, uh, I think there was, I'm trying to, I, I, I don't have off the top of my head, but there was over a hundred countries participating. It was the largest Moss Wrestling competition in history. Um, as far as the number of competitors and the number of countries participating. Um, and I think, you know, doing the sport here in the United States, um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, awareness of the sport. And so, you know, when you go and you do, you might have, you know, your friends and family come and watch, but there's not like a huge following. But there, it's their national sport. And uh, there was like a whole arena of, of people coming to watch. And so it was like, you know, going to see a huge basketball game, you know, where you had, you know, you had a huge, um, you know, crowd and that was just amazing to compete in that kind of um, environment because uh, it adds a whole nother level, you know, uh, to, to the sport. But um, so uh, there, it, it is a weight class sport. So there were um, some, uh, there was another, a female uh, from the United States, uh, Mary Kane. Um, she's a, a pro bodybuilder and uh, she competed and got second place um, as well. <laughs> and I, I also ended up with a, a second place. Um, so a silver medal at the competition. Uh, and they're nice. Yeah. And then didn't you go like straight from that into uh, a powerlifting competition? Pretty much like right on the heels of that um that was actually i did olympic weightlifting and then california strongest um but but i didn't i didn't do uh i didn't yeah i didn't do any big competitions before that one prior to that i went to um the nomad games um in in uh, kyrgyzstan and so that was that was a really fun experience Um, talk about that (laughs) so that's really crazy uh it's um you know nomad games is uh like sports that nomads would play so there's a lot of um well the national sport there um is a game where it's where they play polo it's basically like polo so they're on horses um and they with a goat head (laughs) no <laughs> like instead of a ball like instead they're whacking a, a goat yeah. head yeah they're trying to put a goat head in a big uh like tire you know so that's how they score and that's so, amazing yeah. how do they how does the goat head survive that much like battering or does it Is um, that just- no, yeah uh i mean yeah I, I guess i guess um 
I mean, not they cut. I mean, it's, they actually pierce the body, not the head. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, but the um, my understanding is that the winner, and traditionally, the winner would take the the goat body home and they would barbecue it up and eat it, and that it would be all nice and tender. So I guess it tenderizes it during the cooking. <gasps> Okay, maybe we can bring that one to the U.S. <laughs> um, so, so there was a lot of different sports, like a lot of the the bird. It's a um, you know a horse society, so there was a lot of different um, sports on horses, like uh, archery and um, from horseback, which is really fun to watch. I just can't even imagine. How um, beautiful! And uh, and and they had uh, a lot of like the bird. Um, Oh, yeah, like like, the falconry stuff? Yeah, falconry stuff. I don't know if you've ever been to Mexico, but um, you know how, like, people come up to you and they're like, little boys will come up or girls and they'll be like, chicle, chicle, and they're trying to sell their gum. Sure, sure. So that's what it was like there, except they were like, they would, like, put this bird on your shoulder, like this this hawk or whatever bird it was, a whole different, you know, a bunch of different, an eagle, they'd bring up and put it on your shoulder and be like, you know, give me money, (laughs) you know. What? (laughs) And so, yeah, so... I ended up paying for some some nice pictures of birds on my shoulder, which was nice. But <laughs> incredible! And so, who else like competes in the World Nomad Games? Because you're, you know, in addition to being an athlete, like you're a professional, you're a parent. Like, is that kind of the profile of the other athletes that are competing in the World Nomad Games, or are they like literally, you know, doing this um, for their whole thing? Yeah, no, I think most of the sports that are uh, contested there um are really niche sports where you don't have a lot of money people do it out of the the passion for the sport um and so I don't think you see I think some of the the goat polo players are probably professionals because that is actually kind of a professional sport but I don't even know about that whoa um Um, that is so what was Kurdistan like um let's see that that it was it was interesting (laughs) yeah um I mean it's it's you know it's it's a whole different uh environment as far as um the level of cleansliness um you know food was like left out and all the you know for for days (laughs) you you know people still eat it I mean it's like refrigeration isn't really that big of a deal (laughs) there interesting yeah and I just um yeah, and like bathrooms are, you'd walk in and there would just be a big hole in the ground. Um, they don't really have a lot of toilets except in the real touristy areas. It's really just kind of a hole in the ground that you squat over, um, which, you know, is fine. I, I need to work on my squats. So. <laughs> so next time athletes complain about the food or restrooms at an event, you can just like compare it to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, some of the countryside is amazing. Um, there's some really beautiful mountains and uh, the lakes, some some neat lakes there. They actually have the, the oldest uh, wa- a grove of um, walnut trees, uh, which, is, which is amazing. So, you know, wild walnut trees, um, which is really neat. That sounds mythical. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to make it. I didn't make it to go there. But if I went back, that would be why I go back. Oh, how cool. So can you rewind a little bit and just like, how did you discover your strength? You like, did you always know you were super strong? How'd you get into all this? Um, uh, 
I think growing up, I, I was, uh, I have two brothers. I was the middle child with two brothers. Um, and my older brother uh, was closer in age to me and, and we were, you know, really pretty. He's about a year and a half older than me. So um, I really played a lot with his friends. And so um, I, uh, you know, played pickup games of basketball and, and all different sports. And so I really, I, you know, that's, that's where I started. My strength is just, uh, in the love of competing, that's that's where that's what I enjoy is is just that you know the competing because I never know what I'm gonna do. Um, I always surprise myself in competition. But um, I uh, I played softball in college. I went to University of Arizona and won a national championship there. Um, and slowly, like after I was done with my softball career. I slowly kind of, I got a, a job as an engineer um, and at a desk job kind of and kind of lost, like I didn't have the direction um, as far as my physical development or my fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I just slowly like kind of lost interest or not really lost interest, but it just, I, you know, going to the gym didn't mean anything anymore to me because I didn't have a reason. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a direction. And so uh, it took, you know, 10 years and uh, an addiction, you know, to, to cigarette smoking and, and alcohol, um, and gaining like 80 pounds. And, you know, I was, I was in a really bad place. And, um, and when I quit smoking and like right around 35 years old, I quit smoking. And the first week, um, I started to try to go back to the gym and the only thing that would help with cravings and the anxiety of nicotine withdrawal was um was exercise was actually and 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 maybe for an hour or two afterwards I I could have like some like peace some kind of kind of you know let let down like I could breathe for a second and then everything hit me again but that's how I got through you know nicotine withdrawal um and so that became a really big focus in my life um because of how it made me feel my mental health you know all of a sudden like anxiety and depression symptoms um that I I you know I drank and smoked and ate (laughs) to to try to to try to you know um push aside those feelings to and 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 so exercise is really kind of the way that that's my medication these days yes that is so good. So how did you go from there to, you know, I mean, talk about like how, how you're performing. You're an extremely elite um, athlete in only lifting and in strong woman. So like, I think a lot of us, you know, look to exercise as uh, a cure for anxiety and like a space almost like a safe space to just be a human um I certainly do but you know the jump from there to performing at the level you are now like how'd you get there yeah so I mean at 35 I couldn't like barely do anything you know I mean I could I couldn't barely I couldn't run a mile you know I can I probably can't run a mile now but (laughs) but yeah no just kidding I can run a mile um (laughs) I think it's all baby steps. And, and for me, like I started at 35 in strength sports, which typically um, 
people who are in kind of the elite level um, are finishing their careers at 35 in like Olympic weightlifting. And maybe in strongman, you do see some older competitors, 45, 50. So I might have another, you know, five or 10 years here. But, um, but I think um, I started, you know, late, really. And at 35, I thought, okay, I got to hurry up. Yeah. Gotta hurry up because, you know, I'm going to all of a sudden lose all my muscle. It's going to just fall off. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's kind of like, you know, how people think about aging these days. Like, you know, you can't. And, and so for me, it was just baby steps. Like I, the first thing was I really, I went to like some, um, some like CrossFit classes, uh-huh. uh, group, group classes, um, which is probably where I'd recommend if, if you're thinking about, you know, trying to, you know, get into some strength training. Um, that's a really good place to start is a, some group, group sessions. Yeah. Group training. Um, but I started there and uh, the person who was leading the, the group sessions was just really passionate about strength sports and stuff. And so, um, and, and I really kind of caught on, you know, his fever. Um, and, uh, and eventually I, I moved to, a pure Olympic weightlifting gym. Mm-hmm. And part of that was, you know, you compete. And so that's when I started competing again. And, and, and that's where I fell in love with, with, with the competitions. Um, and that's where I found like kind of the drive and it's really is it's baby steps. It's, you know, you start and it's not, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I think probably six years now I've been training. Um, and, you know, I still haven't peaked. I still haven't reached, what I feel is like the strongest I'll ever be as a human being. And, and I hope I never do. Um, and it's not just strength that's peaking in, in fitness, but there's always something else that I could do. So even when, you know, strong man might not be as interesting to me, I can pick another sport and I mm-hmm. could, and I can, you know, and I can hit PRs in that sport. Um, you know, so I know I kind of going off there, but I love that. <laughs> so, Tell me, you know, competing in strength sports and like being 40 plus, like how you mentioned that we have this concept about like, as you get older, you can't do stuff, but you've totally flipped that on its head and you're doing, you're becoming more badass um, as you're aging. So how do you, um, how are you pulling that off and how are you redefining that for yourself? Um... Well, I think, I mean, pulling it off is, is just, I show up every day and I do the best that I can. Ultimately, that's what it's about. I show up and I do the best that I can. And, and if, and it's really simple, it's pretty simple, but it's hard because things come up. And so I think consistency and doing the best I can. And then after that, it's like, you know, my body's going to do what it's going to do, you know, as long as I'm, you know showing up and, and, you know, doing the, the recovery type stuff that I need to do, eating the food, getting the sleep, um, then, you know, so, and then I'll let my body do what it's going to do and, and not have to get, you know, I, I think that we all get, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I have this picture of like, you know, my grandparent, my grandparent, my grandmothers are, are, are passed away, but, um, both of them were, by the time they were in like their sixties and seventies were, were feeble. Like they needed mm-hmm. help to get out of the car and there were, you know, they, they had a cane and, 
Um, and I, I just, there's something I, I think, you know, Chip Conrad at Body Tribe Fitness has really been instrumental in, in, in changing the way and helping to me to kind of re um, envision how mm-hmm. I can age and how humans are really meant to age. I think, you know, um, if you look at like a tribe, like some of the tribes um, that haven't has been touched as much by modern society mm-hmm. um, and you look at the elders in those tribes, you don't see them walking with canes. I mean, they're yeah. still like, you know, high performance in the tribe. Yeah. And so it physically. Um, and so I think that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the ideas we have about aging um, are, are wrong and that we don't have to age that way uh, if we don't. And they're, and they're basically caused by, by modern society, by the choices that we make, yeah. and what we put into our bodies. Yeah. So what's your vision for like 60 year old Lindsay? Like, what's she going to be like? I'd like to still be competing in something, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think that I'll always have some kind of competition. Um, you know, as long as, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, even if I get injured, I'll find a way to work around it. And, and our bodies are amazing in how they heal. So um, I, I, I think, I think for me, um, competition is really key. Um, it, it, and part of that is that is the people I get to meet. Um, cause just like I met you at, you know, California strongest, I think, you know, part of that, that's my, that's, I'm not the most, um, social person. And so that really helps to get me out of, you know, my, you know, I like, I'm a homebody. I like to be home. I like, you know, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't need a ton of people in my life, but that really, you know, really helps me connect with my society and my tribe, um, uh, competitions do. I love that. So I noticed on your Facebook that you happen to have a prom picture with one of my (laughs) personal heroes, Dan John. So I have to ask, like, how the hell did that happen? (laughs) Like, what is going on in that picture? Tell me everything. Well, you know, I, I, uh, Chip Conrad at Body Tribe Fitness, he's my coach, um, and he traveled with me to Masters Nationals, which was in Utah, and that's where Dan John lives. And him and Dan John have um, a good relationship and have done um, many, uh, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, seminars? Or- yeah, seminars um, together. And, and so uh, at each time they would get together, they do kind of this little, you know, prom pick where, you know, Chip was like the, you know, dejected, you know, lover and Dan was, you know. So, so there's a, there's a, there's a, a set of those flying around the internet somewhere, I'm sure. That's great. What was it like to hang out with Dan John? Did you learn anything cool? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, he was just so amazing as far as, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of notoriety in the strength world and uh, has traveled the world, um, you know, teaching and, um, and so, just his down to earth. He's so down to earth. He has an amazing family and wife and he's really, um, you know, strong values and, and really kind of just welcomed us into his family. And we had some good talks about, you know, strength and conditioning and, um, and, uh, you know, just, it was fun. It was fun. Wow. I love that. So what 
barriers have you had to overcome to get to the place where you're at now with your strengths? Yeah, so I think the the biggest ones are are addiction. Um, And uh, those definitely put me in a a really bad place at at a time in my life. And, you know, it's still not over. That's not something that ever is over. I still have to to do the daily work to... um, to keep those at, at bay mm-hmm. um, and, and make, and be able to make conscious decisions in my life. Be aware, be present um, is the biggest key. Um, but those probably have been the, the heart, you know, the, the hardest thing for me in my life, but also I feel like they learning to overcome those, or I don't know if overcome is the word, but, mm-hmm. um, but they've also given me the resilience and strength to, to keep going. And that's, I think, part of my mental, my my mental game and strength training. Um, So I I think, you know, the, the hard things, sometimes the hard things in life are the things you learn the most from. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. Wow. And you're also (laughs) a mom to an 11 year old daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 10, she'll be 11 in a few, few weeks. So um, does she see, like, does she come to your competitions and see you out there? Yeah, she does. She comes to some. Uh, it's it, It's been hard. She's getting old enough now where I can, you know, leave her alone and not need, you know, to keep constant watch. So I think yeah. probably coming into the future now, she'll she'll be more present at, at some of those events. Um, in the past, she hasn't been at a lot of the competitions, but she always sees the video and, yeah. and she sees me train because she comes to the gym with me um you know she doesn't do a lot of training at this point she's just not interested in it yet but um but she she sees it and sometimes she'll jump in and just do something for fun you know but we'll play a game (laughs) how cool it would have been so inspiring you know when I was that age to see a woman doing the kinds of things they're doing now yeah I think it's just normal for her you know and, and she doesn't realize that now, but someday she probably will. Oh, she will. Yeah. <laughs> she will. Yeah. So what's your why? What gets you fired up to get up every morning, get to the gym and train every day? Keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we touched on it. My biggest why is is my mental health. I just, whenever I train, I am in so, so much happier. I, I just... Um, and not just happier, but at peace, mm-hmm. like the anxiety and the, and the, and the tension of my day is just, I just, even if I'm feeling like, you know, not feeling good, um, I'm feeling like crap, a stressful day. All I want to do is go home and sit on my couch and binge watch <laughs> something on TV. Yeah. You know, I make myself show up and I'll do one thing. I'll just say, okay, I'm just going to start doing the first exercise and the first, you know, thing on my training list. And, and 90% of the time I'll start feeling better after the first couple, you know, sets and I'll want to continue and I'll walk out of the gym, you know, a hundred percent better than I was um, yes. in, in my mental state of mind. And sometimes it's on those days where I feel the worst that I actually perform the best. It's kind of funny how that yeah. works. Um, yeah. When I walk into the gym, I don't always, you know, it's not uh, how I feel when I first step into the gym is not a good indicator of how I'm going to perform. And so yeah. I always got to remember that, that, 
you know, it's tricky. <laughs> yeah. So what is in your training bag? What are some of your go-to favorite things? Um, well, I have uh, two different belts. So I have a leather belt that I use for like deadlifting and for carries uh-huh. um, that's thicker. And I have a, a, a smaller belt um, that I use for Olympic weightlifting or, you know, when you need to be more flexible. Uh, I have three pairs of shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, I have my, my moss wrestling shoes that are just solely for moss wrestling. And then I have kind of my flat, you know, shoes that I do uh, a lot of my kind of GPP type work in and then my lifters. What's um, a good moss wrestling shoe? Is it like a fl- super flat shoe or? Yeah, so a flat and then a wide bottom. So like, um, like Converse are, are good. Okay. Um, yeah. So flat and kind of wide bottom is good because you want to have as much kind of uh, um, surface area against the board as you can um, oh. when you're pushing. Okay. That's yeah. really good to know. What kind of pants or bottoms are good for moss wrestling? Um, uh, well, at, at competitions, like actually at the, like, like the world competitions, you actually have to wear their official moss wrestling shorts. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so you, you're, when you go up to do moss wrestling that you have to be either red or blue. Um, and so, uh, the shorts that they sell that are red on the inside and blue on the outside. So that if you go up and they switch colors on you, you can just flip them off real quick. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, um, so shorts, any kind of shorts, um, it, the board is kind of slidey. So you want something that you can slide yeah. a little bit with. Right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so just yeah, shorts, and then some. Some people wear a belt. I don't wear a belt for for moss wrestling yet. Oh, what did they? What does that help with? Just core stability, or? Yeah, so you can you can increase your your pre- the pressure in your body, which can be more makes your the transfer of 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 your power more efficient. So, okay. Yeah, so you just you can keep tighter, just like a deadlift. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you think about moss wrestling is really a deadlift that's fighting back. So you're in the position where you're you really you're just pulling like a deadlift some of, some of the time. Um, <clears throat> and so when you're pulling like that, you know, just like a deadlift, you want to keep tight. Um, but yeah, that makes me so excited to try moss wrestling. I've I um, have tried it once just for like 10 minutes and it was the most fun. Um, <laughs> I was definitely not right wearing the right bottoms for it. So I'm going to try I'm really pumped to give it another try yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun to throw in there too i mean it's it really goes really well with um strongman training as far as strength development uh-huh. um you know I, I don't feel like i lose a lot when i um in training solely for moss wrestling for competitions um you know when i go back to strongman it, the carryover is there i actually can see improvements in some of my other lifts yeah so, so what kind of training do you do for it besides <laughs> i mean besides actually doing moss wrestling like are there particular lifts that you focus on so i think the biggest one is a deficit deadlift hmm. so um we'll do like we'll stand on boxes and do a deadlift so you're actually you're starting at your feet um so it's that far down whoa okay um, so you're, cause, cause really when you're on, in the bo- on the board, right. You start in the middle of the board, which is right at your feet. Right. So, so uh, so a deficit deadlift is probably the biggest, um, the biggest one. Okay. Yeah. So what about gear that you always have in your competition bag? Is there like, do you have a go-to bar or, you know, tape or like a favorite little lucky thing that you always have to have with you when you compete? 
Um, no, I'm not, I'm not all that, uh, superstitious. Um, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I have chalk and I'll have, uh, tape for sure. Um, uh, and no ammonia tabs for, uh, some of the, the bigger lifts, my max lifts. I'll, I'll use those. Um, um, what else? Uh, I have the, yeah, you, I think you have one too, the, the shirt with the. Oh, a grip shirt. Grip shirt. Yeah. Um, what else is in there? I think that's about it. I love it. Just the essentials. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about songs on your workout playlist? Like what's your favorite workout playlist right now? Or are there particular artists? What kind of songs do you like to listen to when you're getting ready to hit a PR? Um, so usually if I'm, I'm training in, in the gyms, I, I don't, you know, they have their music on. So, but if I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, during warm up, I'll put my headphones in and, and I usually will just listen to Pandora and, and some electric dance, um, type music. Awesome. <laughs> so anything that's really fast and is going to get me kind of moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Well, what's the next challenge you're working on now? Um, right now, um, I am trying to build up my static strength a little bit. So I feel like that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm lagging a little bit. Um, so I'm looking to put some, some more pounds on my deadlift and, uh, an overhead press, strict press. Um, so I'm, I'm really going through a strength building phase right now. Um, and then, uh, just kind of decided this last week that, we're going to go to Poland for the World Moss Wrestling Championships in November. Whoa! That's awesome! Yeah. Where in Poland is that taking place? Do you know yet? I don't. I haven't looked. I, ha- I, I haven't, you know, gotten that far. <laughs> Whoa! I love it. Your sport is taking you to the coolest spots. Yeah, I'd have to say that. Um, well, I don't know about cooler spots. I'd say Kyrgyzstan is, is, might not be the coolest spot. I don't think very many. <laughs> People would choose to go there on their vacation. I should but, say um, the farthest <laughs> flung, the farthest flung spots. In Yakuts, I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> unless you're a fan of like permafrost places and woolly mammoths and things. goat head polo, which like, <laughs> yeah. <who's> not. <laughs> I know, um, but yeah, um, I think uh, one of the you know, um, amazing things that's happened as part of competition and, and meeting people is traveling and traveling for sport is unlike any kind of travel I've, I've done in my life. How so? In that you're, you're like an insider. So it's like you have a country that's inviting you there to compete. And so you're, you're, they'll, they, you know, they, they put out the red carpets for you and, you know, and it's like, and they and you'll usually have somebody who can kind of help show you around. So it's kind of like you get the insider, you know, you get the home cooked meals from that they have. It's like you can't get that a lot of the times when you're hitting like the tourist spots. Right. Know? Right. And if you're competing in the U.S. in some lifting comp in like Vegas or something, you're not going to get the local person sharing their finest. Yes. Home cooking yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, what are some of the yummy dishes you've eaten while traveling for your sport? Or not so um, yummy dishes. Also, most horrifying <laughs> dishes would be interesting. Um, yeah, the Kyrgyzstan food is all kind of real, um, uh, you know, down home cooking. A lot of noodles and rice uh-huh. and 
and stuff, but uh, I ended up getting food poisoning there, so I wasn't I wasn't all that happy with the the food selection. Well, is um, that connecting back to the lack of refrigeration? I think yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's it's they have a whole different set of bacteria in their water and food than we're used to in the United States. Yeah. So my understanding is just about everybody who goes there and spends any time gets goes through like a six month to a year p- adjustment period Whoa. where you have to get used to those new bacteria, you know, you have to build up your microbiome to, to, you know, be able to handle that. You probably have the fiercest microbiome in town. <laughs> Why? Thank you. My micro- microbiome. Thank you. <laughs> that is so cool. I can't believe you're going to Poland. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, where can folks find you if they want to follow your journeys through strength and your extremely cool travels to far-flung locations? <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So my Instagram handle is uh, L-I-N underscore Z-Z-E-E. So Lindsay at, um, and then Facebook, it's uh, Lindsay Hall and I'm in Sacramento, California. Um, you can also look up uh, Body Tribe or Body Tribe Chip on yes. Instagram. Or body tribes, because most of the time uh, my coach does a lot. He actually records, you know, most, uh, you know, training videos and um, and all my competitions. And so uh, I don't, I actually am not as um, active in social media uh, as, as I probably should be. Um, but he definitely does. So he'd be a good one to follow as well. Awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us in the garage you are so cool i can't wait to see what you do next and someday i want to be traveling internationally with you eating unrefrigerated goat and get to the level (laughs) where i get to do those cool things too you're a wonder i'd love for you to join me okay i couldn't resist i am going to share with you guys the clip of Lindsay's roar from the video that her coach chip conrad posted of her iron gauntlet tiebreaker it's just it sends chills up and down my spine here we go do you like what we're doing in the valkyrie garage help us spread the word give us a five-star rating take a screenshot and post it on the gram Tag us at Valkyrie Garage so we can say hi. Stay strong!